Blog Talk Radio. Commissioner T here on the Madden Voice. I want to thank everybody that popped on Facebook Live to say hello. Lots of love for you out there, my Facebook friends and family and loved ones. And if you're not on Facebook and if you're just somewhere listening, whether it's live or on a podcast, good to be back. Didn't do a show last week. I uh, had a little business going on, you know, so I kind of missed the show. But uh, glad to be back. Um, tonight, it's just me and my brother JB be joining me momentarily. We're going to talk. What are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk. First and foremost, we're going to jump right in to the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott versus Tony Romo. It's one of the biggest stories in the NFL this year. Might be one of the biggest stories in the NFL in the last few years. Tony Romo, the old veteran, the wily veteran. He's been a little injury prone. Some people say he's, uh, you know, can't, can't win in the big game. Matter of opinion there. Uh, really, uh, a lot of people give him a hard time. Who should start? Now, Tony's not going to start on Sunday against the Eagles. But then after that, the word is he should be ready to go. Do you stick with the man who's been winning or do you bring in the veteran? We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about Seattle versus Arizona. <sighs> Snort, booze game. These are two playoff teams, Super Bowl contenders. Played a game. I, it, I, it, was, it was just terrible. I'd rather go watch Pee Wee football than watch them play again. It was terrible. We're going to talk about Brock Osweiler. He took the money, left Denver, took the money, and then what? He goes to Houston? I, I honestly think I could have. Okay, maybe not. But I, I, he was terrible. He was terrible. So who won? Who lost in that trade? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Did you see the postgame press conference? Enough said we're going to talk about that. I was going to talk about Josh Brown. Changed my mind. Don't care. We are going to talk about the Jaguars, though, because JB several years ago said – Jaguars, team to watch. They're the team to beat. To keep an eye on them. Two and four. Not so much. Last year, four and 12. So that's the lineup tonight. Oh, and finally, Big Ben. What's up? They just got beat by Miami. Do you go out and get another uh, quarterback? Do you hang in there and hope that Landry Jones can deliver another win or two while Big is rehab, uh, Big Ben is rehabbing? We're going to talk about all this tonight. So to all my uh, Facebook Live friends and family, thank you. Really appreciate everybody. I can see all the names scrolling up for people that joined in just to check out me, Commissioner T. I appreciate that. I really, you guys have no idea the support. Um, but as I said a couple minutes ago, I can't stay here, and I can't do both. So um, if you want to check out the show, go to my wall, click on the link, and you can just listen on your mobile device. You can listen on your cell phone. You can listen on your tablet. Uh, you can listen on your computer. Or if you want to call, hey, B, 
pick up the phone, 347-838-9525. It's even in the description of the video. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit more, if you're an NFL fan or just want to be entertained, that, I kind of think we entertain you no matter what. If you're not an NFL fan, I still think it's fun. I mean, you could watch basketball. I mean, sure, October. Basketball's going to be here till June. But let's watch basketball tonight. <sighs> but if you're a baseball fan, I get it. You got to watch the World Series, Cubs, Indians. I, I, I'm a Red Sox fan, so there's nothing for me to watch. So if that's, you know, I get it, World Series, that I would understand. If you beat me, and, and, you know, if you trumped me, did I say Trump? If you trumped me for the World Series, I guess I'm okay with that. So whatever you do, I want everybody to have a good night. Thanks for tuning in. One last time, if you want to hear the show, 347-838-9525. Go to my Facebook wall, click the link, bring it right in. You'll catch me live and in full effect. Thank you. Signing out. Be back here next week. All right. So that was me. That was me Facebook living. Um, I kind of like the Facebook live thing. It, it's, it's pretty good. I like it. Um, I don't like the fact that when you go on there and then you post your video, um, it like takes a free shot of you and it puts you it puts the picture on your Facebook wall and you have no control over what that picture looks like and you look like doo doo. <laughs> um, so I I, 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 I I don't know. I don't I don't know that I, I particularly like that. So so here I'm live. JB's running a little late. Um, he, he will be joining me. But you know what? I've actually done the show by myself before. I, if y'all remember, go back to the archives, lunch with Commissioner T, bring a sandwich. That was all me. Done many shows alone. I can, I can swing it by myself. Um, what I didn't say that I wanted to talk about briefly was the fact that um, I have not submitted a video to first take yet. You've got until about the third week in November. So I've got time when I saw something that I wanted to talk about. I wasn't in position to do a video. Then when I was in the video, I wasn't in position to, to I didn't like the topics. Um, but the people that I saw that they posted like clips of terrible. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't, I listen, I, I, I shouldn't do this because it's, it's politically incorrect, but they were terrible, and they showed them on TV, and I'm like, really? It was like they all wanted to be Stephen A. Smith. You know, it wasn't like they had their own personality, their own swag. It was like they were trying to – they sounded like they're trying to get on TV. I, could, I don't care. I'm doing it because it's going to be fun. If I get on TV, great. If I don't, great. I don't care. You're not hiring me. Well, are you? I mean, you know, you're not giving me any money. And you know what? It's an all-expense-paid trip to where? Bristol, Connecticut. Well, <laughs> I've spent most of my life in Bristol, Connecticut. So that, that, that don't do nothing for me. Being on TV, I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. But it, I'm doing it because it'd be fun. And it would be fun to go on the show. But I'm not going to change who I am. I'm Commissioner TV. the omniscient one, okay? That's who I am. And when I do my video... My 60 seconds, that's what they're going to get. They like it, great. They don't like it, whatever. Don't care. That said, let's bring on the voice of reason, just him and I tonight. The brothers going to hold it down tonight, talk some football. JB, I know you're there. Welcome to the Madden Voice. And you know I am here a little tardy, but I did catch part of that intro. Uh, you know how it is when you have a six-year-old that 
doesn't want to have you go and do the show. And that was the case tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I know how it is to have a 20-year-old that doesn't want you to go and do the show. So I, I, I get you. I get you. I, I get you. I, I completely understand. And if she's listening, I'm sorry, Melina. But anyway, um, no, I get you. I get you. Um, but, hey, man, it's good to have you here. And, you know, we haven't done this in a while, just you and I. So I did a little Facebook Live feed. Um, and there's a lot of people on there, which was great. I appreciate everybody coming on Facebook Live and checking me out. Um, and I was watching the names scroll up, and I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, okay. So it was good. It was great. And if any of you guys decided to click on and listening, thank you for supporting the show. Let's dive right in. So, Jay, I want to really take a second closer look. I have been listening to, I, I think, in the last week, uh, last eight days since – the Cowboys, and we didn't do a show last week, so we didn't get to um, really enjoy the fact that you know our Dallas Cowboys went into Green Bay and, and did some damage. How about this, um, Cowboys? Let's just do one more because we weren't here last week. How about this, Cowboys? You know, as somebody said, you should change uh, the show to Cowboy Corner. Somebody said you should change the show to Cowboy Corner. I said, mm, not a bad idea. Um, you know, just, you know mm. I'll give that some thought. Mm. So, um, but, the, you know, when you look at the fact that they beat um, Cincinnati, when you look at the fact that they beat Green Bay, when you look at the fact that they went into San Francisco and beat San Francisco, a team that at, at home had played pretty stout defense, um, when you look at the fact that they beat the Redskins, who right now, um, you know, even though they lost, still looking like a team that could be formidable, um, you know, it, it does really bring up the question again. Now, now, for anyone out there listening that wants to know what's going on in Dallas, here's, here are the facts. Don't listen to anybody else, okay? These are the facts. Um, what the Cowboys have always said was – when Romo is healthy, he will return. Um, what they have also said was the play, excuse me, the play of Dak Prescott gives us more time. In the past, Tony Romo has been rushed back because there was no viable backup. So you you know you you couldn't wait for him to be 100. percent If he got to 80, you threw him in the game, and sometimes it brought on re-injury or poor performance. Well, with Dak winning, it gave them more time. It wasn't as urgent to get Romo back to save the ship because they're five and one, and oh yeah, tied for the best record in the NFC right now. So th- there's no inconsistencies or ambiguity there. The earliest that they were targeting was after the bye week against the Eagles. That was the earliest. With the collective bargaining bargaining agreement, there aren't enough practices that Romo can participate to get ready to play against the Eagles. It just wasn't going to happen. So he is not playing on Sunday. It has zero to do with, uh, at this point, it's not a Dak Prescott thing. It's now, uh, can we get Tony Romo in shape, in game shape? And, and get them ready to play. So that, that is not happening on Sunday. They are looking at the Browns game, which is the following Sunday, as a possible return of Tony Romo. There has been no commitment. He has not been to practice. And do you think they are milking the clock just a bit because Dak is playing well? Absolutely. And I'm okay with that because I want the man healthy. I want him 100%. I don't want him at 80. I don't want him at 90 I want him at 100. If Dak is winning, I'm okay with that. But right now, it's 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 the Browns that they're looking at. Okay. So with that said, JP, 
with Dak Prescott playing well and the way the team's been playing. And I know what you said last time, two weeks ago. What's your position right now as it stands to? And let's just say the Browns. Let's just say Tony Romo against the Browns coming back as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Are you for or against? Well, you know, it's, it's funny that you would list off all the different teams that, that Cowboys have beaten in, in regards to winning five straight. Uh, with that San Francisco win, I thought that was rather impressive just because they spotted them a 14-point lead, still came back and won on the road. Uh, when we last talked, it was rumblings about, we'll see what happens when, when they go to Green Bay. The Cincinnati game was good. That, that's a nice start. That, that's showing me something. Let's see how it does in Green Bay. Now, did he have a, a, a perfect, flawless game in Green Bay? No. Did he overcome some of the mistakes that he made? He certainly did. He got this offense clicking, and this is without having Des Bryant to spread the field out. Uh, where do I stand right now? I'm going to have to say you got to keep rolling with him. you got to keep rolling with him. And I never thought I would say it, and I, I should have said in the beginning, back in the preseason, about Prescott because I saw him play at Mississippi State. And for him to go in the fourth round, I thought to me it was, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. I thought he would have been up a little closer, maybe maybe a high third, uh, late second round. But nevertheless, fell in the right spot. <clears throat> you, you've got Tony Romo there. He's getting healthy, like you said. Got to be 100%. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not 80, not 90, not even 95, 100%. Let that continue to learn. Let him continue to grow because – there's a chemistry that he's already developing with all the receivers. The running game, obviously, is there. The defense is playing better than anybody expected. Uh, uh, it's, it's a good problem to have with what I've seen. And granted, yes, it's only six games, but it seems like every game he's getting a little bit better. Every game he's, he's showing us a little bit more. Every game you're seeing a different aspect as to what he can actually do on the field. And he's getting a lot of buy-in from – obviously the coaching staff and the players. Um, and, and, and Romo, to, to his credit, he's not being funky. He's not being jealous or anything like that. He is doing what a veteran should do in this particular uh, situation, and that's continued to tutelage uh, the, the, the young quarterback, continue to put him in a position where he's helping the, the football team win ball games. because at the end of the day, that's what they need to do is win football games. It's not about Dak. It's not about Romo. It's about the Cowboys and how best they can be placed to win a football game. So right now I would keep it as is and, and, and let the work continue to learn. And, and if he starts to struggle, you know you have Romo as a backup. All right. Um, very little of what you said I agree with. Very little. The only thing I agree with is that Dak has played pretty well. Let me let me try it like this. Cowboys are five and one with Dak. If Romo was healthy, healthy, healthy Tony Romo, those six games, what do you think Cowboys record be? Healthy Tony Romo. I know we're speculating, but what, what do you think? Based on what you saw, what do you think? I mean, it, it could be the same record. They still could be five and one. Could be five. We don't we don't could know? Be six and could be five. We and know. One. I know. We could know. be I'm speculating. Two. Everything right. is a speculation because speculating on the future. So everything's a speculation. Could be five and one, but is it is it is it not feasible that Tony could also be five and one or even six and zero oh with the same team? 
Anything is, it, is possible. It, I, I, will, right. I will not Based disagree on that out. Is it not plausible? Is it not possible that he could be in this situation? Two years ago, he, he went 12-4 and four and had a six-game winning streak. You talked about chemistry with the wide receivers. I'm sorry, aren't those all Tony Romo's wide receivers? Aren't those all his? Isn't that his team? Minus Ezekiel Elliott. It's the only change. Isn't that offensive line the same line that's been blocking for Tony Romo, Jason Witten, Bryce Butler, Cole Beasley, Terrence William, Dez now coming back that he's healthy? Aren't those all the same players that Tony has played with and developed chemistry with? And the answer is yes. So my problem with what you're saying and what everybody is saying is, is they think is, is, is this big thing that Dak has created this big um, uh, 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 momentum and chemistry that Romo wouldn't have, or that Romo hasn't had. This is Romo. Well, who it's said that? Different. Well, who, but who said that? Who said that half of that part? That. Who said that Romo would never? I never said. I never said Romo would never have that. I, this was not about at, me saying Romo wouldn't. But when, this was just about but, what's going on right this okay. minute. So then, but if you're saying to keep Dak in, and you're listing reasons. And the reasons are the same thing that you would get with Tony, then I don't understand why to keep Dak in if he's doing what we all have seen Tony do with this. Not not Tony do as a starting Dallas Cowboy quarterback when T.O. and 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 and, and Sam Hurd. No, no, no. This exact lineup down to the very the only difference is the running back. That's it. That's the only difference. Every single starter has played with Tony, has won with Tony, has had a six-game winning streak with Tony. So when, when I hear chemistry, I'm thinking, okay, but Tony has had the same chemistry with the same players. When I hear winning, I say Tony has won with the same players. When I hear momentum, I say, okay, but Tony has had the same Momentum, see, two years ago. And here's what nobody has addressed. Nobody. Dak's a rookie. Played very well. Keeps playing like this, keeps the starting job. Might even be rookie of the year candidate. Be hard if Zeke keeps running like that. Zeke's going to run away with it. But Dak will be in that conversation if you finish out the season and keeps playing like this and the Cowboys keep winning. He's playing very well. I won't deny that. Six games. Regular season, um, maybe two and a half in the preseason. Romo played a little bit. Showers played a little bit. You know, so they had to share snaps, but about two and a half. So let's just give him nine games with this offense. What's Tony got with this offense? Eight years? Under Lenahan, six years, five years? Under Garrett, eight years? Under Lenahan, four to five years? You think Prescott's working with the same amount of plays that Romo had? Do you think Prescott has the same command of this offense that Tony has? And, and, I, and I think it's a rhetorical. I think, you know, anybody with half a brain is going to say, well, absolutely not. So what happens on Sunday when you go up against the Eagles and they're blitzing? Who has more opportunities to audible out to other things, Tony or Dak? Obviously the answer is Tony. I guess my point is we got – he played six. We got ten more games to go here. And isn't the idea to always put your best players on the field? 
your best, who are the players that give you the best chance to win moving forward? And how can anybody say, no matter how well Dak Prescott has played in six games, that he's going to give them a better chance to win moving forward than a healthy, and I want to be clear, 100% healthy Tony Romo. That's what I don't understand. How can if, – if, and I didn't say you said that, JB. You just said you keep, you keep the youngster in there. But I'm saying as a general manager or head coach, your job is to put the best two out on that field, the best 11 at every time. And if someone is going to tell me – see, when Bledsoe, one of the big examples, went out and Brady came in, sorry, Brady was better than Bledsoe. That, 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 that was it. When Bledsoe went out and Romo came in, Romo was better than Bledsoe. When um, Rams, Bolger and uh, – come on, Bolger and uh, – I could see his face. Come on, Kurt Warner. Thank you. And he went out. Bolger at that time. No, that, that wasn't Bolger. That was um... – it was the one prior, Trent Green. That replaced? Yeah. No, um, no. Trent Green was replaced by, by Kurt Warner because Trent Green is the one he blew his No, no, out. no, no. Yeah, who replaced Kurt Warner? It was Mark Bolger. Oh, it was okay. Trent Green. That was Mark replaced, replaced Kurt Warner, and then Kurt Warner ended up going to, to Phoenix. Um, okay. But at the time, you know, these guys were better. Everybody thought now Warner – to his credit, resurrected his career in Phoenix, but they thought he was just done. Everybody, he's done. Got the young guy well, but, in there. He's just better. Let's pause. Hold on. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying. I try to wrap my brain around the first one. Are you saying that when Brady took over for Bledsoe, Brady was better than Bledsoe at that time? Absolutely. Absolutely. How? Nobody's seen him play. No, not, not when he took over. got it. No, no, no. When he, not when he got into the game, he wasn't better. When he played the number of games he played till Bledsoe was ready to return, Brady had already done things on the field that Bledsoe couldn't do. He already that's showed. That's he right. already showed he was a better, more accurate passer than Bledsoe. Already showed that. And obviously, history is now as our guide. Yes, he 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 delivered to be a much better passer. But at that time, during those stretches of games, he played on a level that Bledsoe never played at. Never. And Bledsoe wasn't a bad quarterback. He wasn't great. He was serviceable. He was good. He wasn't great. Took him to the, took, took him to the Super Bowl. Once. Okay, okay so the Trent Dilfer. That, that don't, you know, that's just as much a team uh, around in the Colts. Well, I thought – that's a dominant defense in a run game. I mean, it's not like he was the one spearheading it. I think Bledsoe had a little bit more to do with it with his run to the Super Bowl than, than Delphi did. All right. Well, I don't want to get into debate on my point. I think my overall point is, do you think Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than a healthy Tony Romo? And, and well, if well, that, answer that specific question, if, if yes. that's the specific question that you're asking me, no, I still would say Romo is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott at right now based upon everything that we've seen. I'm still sticking to my point of keep rolling with Prescott because there's one dynamic that he adds that, that Romo doesn't, and that's his legs. He can get out of the pocket. He can scramble. He's still looking to pass the ball first, run second. 
but that's that additional dynamic that Romwick doesn't bring to the table right now. And I think that, that possibly could be the difference. He is more mobile than Tony Romo. Um, I will counter that by saying Romo has a better grasp of the playbook and Romo can go deep where we have not seen Dak go consistently deep just yet. He's had a couple, but not consistently. Romo can go deep at any time proven, you know, and, and that when you're going to play a team like the Eagles, I mean, don't get me wrong, man. I, 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 I think this game right here now, I may come in next week if we go in to Arlington Stadium, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, and we handle them Eagles like we've handled these last several teams, by next week, I may have a different take on it. But I got to see the game. Um, So I'm only going off of what I've seen so far. And, and yes, the one thing that I will give Dak uh, as far as a talent that Tony, uh, Tony's mobile, but he ain't, he ain't Dak. Okay. And, and Dak, Dak is that, that Cam Newton esque kind of player there. And I, and I give that to him, but I, I, I will counter that by saying, you know, we need, we need, sometimes we need to take the top off and Dak ain't there just yet. He ain't there just yet. And Tony is, um, and like I said, a couple of times already, you know, when you're at, you know, third and eleven. And, and, you know, the, the, the uh, safety decides to come in and blitz, you know, Dak's going to have his availability of plays to audible to or to, or to, or to go to. It ain't going to be what Tony has because Tony knows that offense cold. And so I think that right there counters what Dak gives you. Not to mention the other thing is Tony's always been a playmaker, though. He may not have Prescott's legs. And so we're not going to see him, um, you know, make some of the runs that Dak Prescott has made. And, and that's been very impressive. But what he can do in the pocket and where he can move around and that little spin move that he likes to do to get out of trouble and, and the way he's always looking downfield and the way he feels pressure. Um, yes, Dak has showed a lot of poise in the pocket. But, man, come on, man. Hey, it comes to that. Tony is in a league of his own, man. There aren't a lot of quarterbacks that have that, that third eye like Tony Romo does to keep himself out of trouble uh, or try to keep himself out of trouble. He figured that stupid slide in preseason. Um, but he knew to run. He knew the pressure was coming. You know what I mean? And so he's up, got to get out of here. I feel him coming. And, you know, obviously didn't slide right and the rest is history. Um, so yeah, I, I guess. True, but the one thing I, I will say to, to even counter what you're saying is that everything that we both agree upon in terms of what Romo has done in the past is, is just that. That's what he's done in the past. We haven't seen anything from him just yet this year, obviously because he's been hurt. So we can only go by what we've seen in the past. Can he still do that right now? And we would like to say yes based upon his, 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 his rap sheet, if you will, but is it guaranteed? And nothing's guaranteed. I mean, if we're saying the same thing about Prescott, can he continue to do this? Well, we don't know because we haven't looked into the future yet. But we still don't really know if, if, if Romo is 100%. Is he going to be the Romo of old, or is he going to be the Romo that's just a shell of his former self? We don't know. JB, we don't J- know JB. unless he gets out on the okay. field. J- JB, JB, he ain't 40. He hasn't had a torn Achilles and been out for 18 games. I mean, to say that we don't know if he's going to be the Romo of old, like he's missed two seasons and coming in from, you know, like he's Teddy Bridgewater and has that devastating injury and is going to be out for one or two seasons. He, he's missed six by the time it'll be eight games. He's 36 years old. 
He played four games last week and had two broken collarbones and went three and one last year. There's zero evidence of any decline in his skills. When the little bit we saw of him in preseason, he was the same Tony that we've seen for the last several seasons. So I think it's, it's, I mean, I don't know where that came from because until we see a decline, there is no decline. You don't go and say, well, he might decline. Well, okay, when we see it, then we could say, wow, well, what's going on with Tony? We're seeing something with Aaron Rodgers right now, even though he's only 32 years old. Don't know what it is, but that's a question now of what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. And is he injured? Is he, is he, you know, we don't know, but we've seen it there. So now you ask the question. You don't really ask the question until you see it, till we see a decline, till we see him get in the game and not do what we've always seen him do. But when people talk about how injury prone he is, and then every injury comes back from him, and he's been the same guy, then the evidence overwhelming is he's going to come back and be the same guy that we saw last year for four games and the year before that for 15 regular season games and, and um, uh, 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 two playoff games. So until we see a decline, we, there's no decline. Okay, 36, not 39, not Brady, he's not 40, he's, he's 36. No, he's still, but, um, but we all know that Father Time is undefeated, for one. And two, we also have said in the past that NFL season is only 16 games, and they're already six games into it. Do you want to take the chance and find out whether there is a decline or not when you've got someone that's got the arrow pointing up? But where's this decline coming from? You just make it up. You just bring it up. It's like, oh, he might be declined. He, there has been no, there's no reason. You, 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 don't, you don't discuss decline until a guy gets out there and shows you that they're not playing to the same level. Then you can start saying, okay, maybe, wow, Tony didn't look good at all. Was it rust? Is his skill starting to decline? Um, is he not healthy? You know, what's going on? But until we see it, then all of the evidence points to he's going to be the same guy that he's been every other time he's returned from injury. The same guy that we saw in preseason, briefly albeit, but it was just it was this season preseason, and he looked just fine until the injury. So the, the decline is, 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 in, is, is, you know, I mean, you're going to say that about Ben? You're going to Ben? Ben's hurt right now. So you're going to say that about Ben Roethlisberger? He's hurt, right? He's out for a few weeks. You're going to say, well, I wonder if Ben's going to come back and be the same Ben, or is it going to be a decline? I mean. Well, he doesn't have a Dak Prescott that's in there that's played six games already. So that's I'm not even going to go there. Decline no, but to do with my, my point up. is, my, my point is, if you already have someone in there playing at a high level, do you really want to tinker with that formula? Now, I get what you're saying. Romo's got the chemistry. He's got, these are his receivers. This is his offensive line. This is his team. I, I get all of that. But when you're 5-1 and one, and he's not going to be back until, what, week nine or something like that against the Browns, and you've already got two, two more games under the belt, and, if, and I'm just going to go out and win because of what we've seen so far with the track record of Prescott, I, I expect him to continue to play at, at this level or somewhere close to it. Do you want to tinker with that and bring him in thinking that he's going to be himself but really not knowing if he's going to be himself when you've already got somebody in there that's winning ball games? But, again, if you say, I don't want to bring him in because Dak's winning, my response is, but 
Tony in the last two seasons has been winning. If you say you don't want to break up chemistry, my response is it's the same team that Tony has already built chemistry in. If you say that um, there's going to be some sort of decline, my response is how do you know there's a decline when there never has been one? You don't talk about a decline until you see a decline. Then you question why is the quarterback playing poorly? So I, I get that Prescott has played well, but if I'm spending, you know, $155 million on a, on a roster a year, and my job is to put the best 11 on offense out there to win, and, and you just agreed that Tony Romo is a better quarterback, has done exactly what Dak Prescott is doing now with this very team then to me, it's, there is no decision. When Tony is healthy, you give him the team, period. If you don't think Tony can do it, then my question is, why not? Did he do it last year? Yep. Did he do it the year before? Yep. Do we need to go back even further? I think the last two years is a pretty good sample size. So why wouldn't he do it this year? So you want to bet on a, on a rookie that's played six games, or your veteran that has proven that with this very team he has won. And then, you know, the other stat I like to throw out is people want, you know, Dallas to be playing to go to a Super Bowl, right? Okay, how many rookie quarterbacks have played in a Super Bowl? Never mind won one. How many have played in a Super Bowl? 50 Super Bowls. The answer is zero. That's the answer to that question. So we feel that strongly about Dak Prescott over Tony and we want to go win a Super Bowl, and we think that he's going to be that good with this team to take us to the promised land where no other, no, think about all the great quarterbacks out there, all the number one picks out there. Now, one, this guy's fourth-round pick. and you, 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 I get it. I don't challenge you when it comes to college football because you know college football better than I'll ever know it. So maybe he should have went higher, but he didn't. So he's a fourth-round pick, 135th in the draft. So we're thinking now we're going to not only bet on a regular season with this rookie, which happens in the NFL all the time, but now we're going to say when we've got the franchise quarterback that we paid over $100 million to for this very reason, to take this very team, this team, this is the team he's supposed to take to the promised land. This is it right here. And we're going to say, now, nah, no, that's okay, Tony. We're going we gonna to see what the rookie going to do because he don't want some games. So we're going to stick with the rookie. Even though rookie never done this before, but we think Dak's going to do it. So even though you, you're the one that we really – you're the guy that we built this team around. But now, sorry, man. We're going to go ahead and ride this way. That's fine if that's your decision. It ain't my decision, though. I'm going with Tony all but, day. Well, let me, let me ask you this then. Aren't you the same person that a few moments ago said you may have to revisit this if the Eagles come into town and, and Dak in the game go in there and they molly whop him, you might have to revisit it. So what if he continues this, this type of play moving forward? Then what? Right now I'm still with Tony, but, I, but I'm being honest to say if the Eagles come to town and they wipe the floor with him, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to move me a bit because, you know, now you're talking about the Packers' playoff team. The Bengals, playoff team. The Redskins, playoff team. Eagles weren't a playoff team, but a team many thought with all the money and all the additions um, was going somewhere. Um, we saw what they did to uh, the undefeated Vikings this past Sunday. 
Uh, started off a very sloppy game, but then it, it, you know, it, it picked itself up. So now the rookies got my attention. I'm not saying I'm not saying I would change my mind. I'm just saying, like right now, it's not even. There's no discussion for me right now. No discussion. I'm happy so are you saying that there's a possibility at some point before the season ends, there's a possibility that your mind could change? I'm saying is what I have to see is what's going on with Tony because I want Tony at 100%, period. I want him at 100%. I don't want him any less than 100 I want his back completely healed. I want, every, I want him to be 100%. And as of right now, when he is 100% and, and it, you know, back to practice, which he is not back to practice yet, and participating, full participation in practice, off the injury report, as of right now, I got to go with Tony. What I'm saying is that can get my attention this week. I ain't going to change my mind. I'm just saying he could get my attention with this win. This win could get my attention because I respect the Eagles. And I think, you know, especially on defense, they seem rather formidable. So if that can go in there, you know, I got to see how the Cowboys win. I mean, are they winning by defense? Is Dak making plays to win the game? Are they just running Ezekiel and Dak checks down? You know, I, I got to see what goes on in the game. Um, because that's the other thing is, is the quality of the win when I'm looking at Dak versus Tony. You know, and yeah, I, I get think it. Fireball part- test. I get it. Yeah, because problem with Tony in his early career is he put the whole team on his shoulders. He didn't have the talent he's got now. Now he's got more talent. He's taken a step back and made him a much better quarterback. You know, and, and he, he, he is now allowed. He, he had to learn that, too, because he got used yeah, to having to put the team on his shoulders. And then when he did have the supporting cast, he wasn't used to having a supporting cast. And it was a season or two where he had to realize, you know what, I don't have to do this all by myself. And I think it all came to fruition in that 2014 season, the running game, yes. the defense, him taking a step back and realizing he doesn't have to force these throws anymore. So it was, well, it was not, at that point. Not to mention he was, he was, you know, he had half the season as a starter with Bill Parcells. And I will tell you now, if Tony had had three or four years with Bill Parcells, Cowboys would be a Super Bowl champion by now. Um, he didn't get enough that. time. I wouldn't doubt that. He didn't get enough time with Bill Parcells and went from Bill Parcells to Wade Phillips. Okay, that's like going from Burger King, uh, uh, from Ruth Chris Steakhouse to Burger King. Okay, that's what that is. Oh, y'all don't know Ruth mm-hmm. Chris? They're listening in Flemings. That's like having Flemings and then going to Burger King. That's that's the difference. Oh, oh. And I, a I think they know Sizzler, that's for sure. You know, <laughs> So, but yeah, I'm just saying that the, the, the rookie could get my attention. I ain't say I changed my mind. It's going to be very difficult for someone to convince me that Romo should not be the starter of this team based on what I've seen from him the last two seasons. Prior to that, if Romo had been that same guy the last two seasons, I'd have nothing to say. I'd say he takes too many chances. He wins big. He loses big. I don't like his decision making. Dak does not. Dak plays. Uh, I like his decision-making. He protects the ball. He doesn't take any unnecessary chances. Let's ride with Dak. Well, Tony got there two years ago. He stopped taking unnecessary chances. He stopped trying to score 30 points on one play. He stopped trying to overcome mistakes on the very next play. He understood finally that it's a 60-minute game. He understood that I've got, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, the running back that's at Tennessee now. Damn, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Set the record rushing. DeMarco Murray. I got DeMarco Murray. Wow. I got Jason Witten. I got Des Bryant. You know, I got Cole Beasley. I got a stout offensive line. He realized 
this is a 60-minute game. So he's doing and has done the same thing we're seeing Dak do. And so until I see differently, my money's on Romo. And I'm a veteran. I'm I'm an experienced guy. And it's interesting that you would make those comparisons, and it took Romo how many years to get to the point that Dak is at right now? Yeah, well, Romo didn't – Dak – Romo didn't have a Romo. Dak has a Romo. <laughs> you see, Romo didn't have that. Romo had Wade Phillips. Okay? He didn't have a Romo to guide him. You got a Romo there. You see what I'm saying? Uh, you putting it yeah, – I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I think we have to give some, some of that credit back to Dak because, like I said, I've seen him play. I saw him in Mississippi State. I saw him for a couple of years, actually. And if it wasn't for the DUI, he probably would have been a second round or a late first. Uh, he should have been. They had issues with thinking he wasn't going to be accurate enough. I, I don't know where that came from. Everybody wanted to compare him to Tim, to Tim Tebow. I don't know where that came from. But, but CJ, that, that, that's my problem. You, you say you saw it, but 31, 32 teams didn't touch him until the fourth round, and 31 teams passed on him in the fourth round. So I can't give Dak that much credit because nobody else saw it. You and I are sitting home watching games on TV. None of the other professionals, the scouts, the head coaches, general managers, none of them saw this. Teams are kicking themselves for letting Dak go, but they didn't see it. They didn't see and him that's able why to I do wish this. I had said something. I could have been such a prophet if I had just really said what was on my mind back when they first drafted him. Well, I don't know why you didn't. That's what the show's for. But, you know, I can't now, I'm give not going to say that I expected to see everything that he's doing now. I'm not even going to go that far. But I, I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm not completely stunned and shocked because of what I had seen from, from what I, I saw in, in all the uh, SEC games. I expected him to be able to come in and do well when the time arrived. I don't think anybody in their right mind thought he was going to play like this. I knew that he would be able to have that, that poise, but his decision-making has been been uh, spot on from what I've seen. The accuracy is, is still coming. He still needs to be a little bit more accurate, but he has shown the ability to get the ball where it needs to be and, and lead the receiver out of trouble and into getting a touchdown or a reception or what have you. Um, I, I, I agree. Romo didn't have Romo, and I do agree that Romo is helping him progress, but at the same token, I think a lot of this – also falls on, on back shoulders because of the time and preparation he's putting into it, just being a student of the game. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, but I'm not going to recognize him for doing what he's supposed to be doing. That's what you're getting paid for. That's what you're supposed to be doing. What, what, you know, so that's what every starting quarterback is doing, no matter how many years they, they're preparing, they're, they're studying. And, and, and yes, Dak arguably might be the best rookie quarterback. I mean, for me, he is the best rookie quarterback. I think, I think, to me, that's not arguable, but they talk about Carson Wentz. And so I think he is the best rookie quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, you know, but Jared Goff hasn't even played, so he ain't even in the discussion. No. Right? No, so, he was the number so, one pick. The number one pick in the first game. But I think the fact that we're seeing Dak do what we've seen Tony do the last two years means that there's a certain amount of a system in place here, too. And Dak is yes. intelligent enough to recognize it and say, hey, makes sense to me. 
This is the way that, you know, we have the offensive line. We've got the, 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 the physical running back. We've got a stud wide receiver out there and stuff. And this is how this team is built. And this is what Tony has done. And this is what Wade Wilson, quarterback coach, J- uh, Scott Linehan, office coordinator, Jason, Garibat, Jason Garrett, uh, Garrett, head coach, and Tony Romo, franchise quarterback. This is what they're all saying. So I give him credit for listening and, and, and then the ability to execute is 100% him. So I'll give him that. But some of that, I have to say, there's a system in place here that was built for Tony Romo, and Dak has done a very good job coming in and being Tony Romo. You know, he's done a very good job of being what Tony Romo became. I wish Tony Romo had a Tony Romo or had a strong veteran, successful presence. I mean, he had a little bit of Drew Bledsoe, but it's a little different. When you replace a guy, not because he was injured, because he was ineffective, how much are you going to listen to the guy? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, not that you got hurt, bro. You, you just wasn't good. <laughs> so, yeah. and I mean, last year. Last year, Romo was out for 12 games, and they had Kellen uh, Moore back there. They had seemingly the the, the uh, just a, a, a botched system of, of quarterbacks back there. None of them could get the job done. And but I'm sure Romo was in 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 Reed's ear. I'm sure he was in Moore's ear. I'm sure he was in Matt Castle's ear. And here we are, six games in, and we're seeing, like you said, Dak playing like Romo with with less propensity to turn the ball over. So I think a lot more has to be placed on Dak than, than what you may be willing to give, even though I do agree Romo has had a, a positive and, and strong influence on his ability to get the job done. But I do think we need, to, we need to slide that need a little bit more over towards Dak because, like I said, last year we had Ron Robin, nothing was getting done. This rookie comes in, same situation, basically like you said, same players minus the running back, and it's a completely different ball game. Could be six and zero if it weren't for Terrence Williams having a little full power trying to get out of bounds. And 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 I still say if Romo was starting, we'd be six and zero. But let me also say this: I'm not willing to give Dak more credit than what I'm giving him. I give him 100 percent credit for execution because he's the one's got to go on the field. I I, I, I am a firm believer because I've seen this play before. I've seen this script before. I can't give him credit for doing what I've seen. The guy that's Still the starter do so I'm sorry I give you credit for executing I don't give you any credit for originality though I I, I don't okay um, but here's the other thing he was drafted in fourth round came in came in as number three quarterback so even with what you saw in college that had you question why he got you know hey he should he should still be maybe second round pick he, he went to the fourth round but when he came in he was number three quarterback Kellen Moore was number two quarterback. Kellen Moore was the backup till he broke his he broke his leg. He was the backup. Right. So so right. they didn't even draft him to be the backup. So when you say you're not surprised, I believe you because you're my brother. <laughs> if you weren't my brother, I'd say you're full of shit. But I believe you because I know you wouldn't make that up. So I believe you. But but it's a bit incredulous, and maybe you should think about job as a scout, scout or something, because ain't nobody else caught that. Even the very, even the team that drafted him didn't bring him in to be the backup. He was when they went into preseason. This is after training camp. Now he went in as number three quarterback, and Jamil Showers was still on the roster. We they weren't even sure who was going to be number three. Many people thought that Showers might even be number three, and Prescott could be heading to the practice squad. 
It wasn't until Kellen Moore got hurt, Jamil Showers got hurt, and then they said, well, we got to play the rookie. And then he got on the field, and it was like, oh, wait a minute. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Which makes all this even more impressive because, and and you're right, he was not brought on to be the backup. He was brought on to be third string, and they're going to groom as as they go along. So that just speaks to really where I'm going with all of this and and why he deserves a little bit more credit than what you're willing to give. Because, again, like I said, last year you've you've got Kellen Moore back there. He was already in the system. How come he's not replicating looking like Romo? You had Brandon Whedon come in. Obviously, he, he had been in the system a little bit longer because they brought Matt Castle in when, when we started to struggle, if I remember correctly. So those two, I can understand. I give them a small bit of a pass, albeit a very small one, because they weren't in that specific system. But you got Prescott coming in, like you said, and I 100% agree, to be the backup to the backup. So when you're brought in to be the backup to the backup and the two folks in front of you get hurt, and you go out and perform like this, how, how can you not give him a little bit more credit? I give him 100% yeah, he's, credit he's doing for what he's supposed to do. But, but you say originality, I and, and I, don't, I don't understand what, what, what's there to be original about. If you're but out I've there winning ballgames. But, 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 but the but way this, he's this doing works. it, the, the way, exactly, you're absolutely right. It works because it's already been done with this very team. It's been which done. is He's why Kaffer couldn't get it done, which is why Kellen Moore, when that's he was in, why wasn't I give him credit. And, well, Castle, you know, he didn't go through a training camp. He didn't, you know, and, and so Castle don't count. Whedon went through training camp, um, and there's a lot of things. A lot of people thought that Whedon got the axe too quick because he never even got to play with Des Bryant. So Whedon is kind of they lost games with Whedon and they let him go. Okay, but but, but my my point is. Because I've seen this very play before, I give him no points for originality. I give him all the credit for execution because he is able to do it. Bravo. But to say that the decision-making as far as the, the overall structure of the game plan, yeah, that ain't him. That's, that's a system that's been in place for the last three years. He is just well, now the coaches. only guy. Well, well, let's- Let's dial that back a little bit. That's the coaches because they've positioned the game Tony plan too. around his strength. That, 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 around they, 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 Tony, and, and Tony's involved no, no, in the game plan. No, no. no. The, the, the packages that are in place right now fit Dak. And, and you said it yourself. Well, they haven't opened up the playbook because if they did open up the playbook, that's, Tony can, can run the entire playbook. But they have packages in there that Dak is familiar with because he ran them when he was at Mississippi State. So – some of that goes to the they're, coaches for making sure they play to place them in the, the appropriate spots. They're, take, they're, take, they're taking the Romo playbook and they tailored it down to make it work for Dak. Yes, that's the coaches, but it's it's the Romo playbook, and Romo is very involved week to week in game planning because you don't think when they go in against Philly that um, that 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 Romo hasn't seen this before. Okay, Jim Swartz is the defensive coordinator. Romo's played against Swartz over in Detroit. Heck, Lenahan um, coached with Schwartz over in Detroit. 
right? So you don't think Romo's played all these guys before. Romo's been out there. He knows. So when they're sitting down game planning, oh, Romo, I, I can tell you for a fact, and Romo is very involved in all of this because it's his team still and it's his playbook. And so, so what I'm saying is I can't give Dak originality points here. They're not creating something new that just fits Dak. They're taking Romo and they're making it work for Dak. Okay. And I, like and I that's, said, that's I, the part that I'm, I'm pleasant with because uh, you, you're, you're not, you're, you're almost deducting points because he's in a system that, that has proven to work. Well, that's not his fault. I mean, he's he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's making it work. It's uh, I, I said, I don't give him any credit for originality. I give him all the credit for execution because he still has to go out on the field and perform. So I give him all the credit for that. But I, I don't give him credit for originality because I, I have seen this. Let me put it to you this way. Let me give you a good example. Here's a good example. Ben Roethlisberger, starting quarterback, Pittsburgh. Last year, Michael Vick went in there and managed to win a couple games, right? Michael Vick's a completely different quarterback. Michael Vick run, ran that offense completely different than Ben Roethlisberger. Completely different. Now, he also lost a couple games, too. Okay, don't get me wrong. And, and Ben was never in danger of losing his job to Michael Vick. But it wasn't the same script. It wasn't because Michael Vick ain't that kind of quarterback. He's a very different player. Okay, now I will give you this. Dak is kind of a different player, a little more agile. But when you watch the game and you're looking at the decision making in the game and the reads and the progressions and the audibles at the line, I don't get the sense based on what I'm seeing because I've watched every game this team plays. I've seen this script before. And frankly, it is. A, I can tell that it's a bit restrained because I, I watch every play. I know, I know their play selection. I know what they're going to do. And I will give him this. They are expanding it more each game. They're giving him a little bit more each game. They're, 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 they're throwing a little bit more at him each game. But that is, to me, why you got to go back to Romo because once Romo's in there, now you got, it's wide open now. It's not 50%, 60%, 70%. It's, yep. Wide open. Let's roll if he's healthy. So I give Dak 100% for execution. But I, I, I watched this whole thing play out in 2014 just like this. Like this is carbon. I mean, it's, it's eerie. Carbon copy. You got DeMarco Murray. You got uh, Ezekiel Elliott. DeMarco ran for 1,800 plus yards. Zeke's on his way to the same type of performance. Dez and Dez. Now, Dez has been hurt. Bryce has come in a little bit, but Cole Beasley has picked it up, right? Well, who's Romo's security blanket when Jason Witten is uh, covered? Cole Beasley. Terrence Williams, you know, he's the same Terrence Williams. Ain't, ain't, ain't no change. Jason Witten, same Jason Witten. Ain't no change. So I've seen this all before, and that's why I'm like, okay, yeah, he's doing a good job. He's, he's, he's doing good because he's doing what he should be doing in this scheme. So I give him credit because last year no one could do it other than Tony. So I give him credit for that. But I still want to see Tony in there. I still want to see the whole playbook unleashed. I want to see a healthy Romo. And I'm, I'm trying to tell you with this team, and Romo goes back in there, my only, here's my only concern, Jay. Here's my only concern is I don't care who you are, maybe other than Tom Brady, guy's a freaking Superman. No, Romo hasn't that's played. That's a whole ball. different discussion with him. 
Tom Brady's just on another level. But there's going to yep. be some game run because he hasn't played. I mean, that's just virtually every other quarterback in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, I don't care who it is. You miss six, seven, eight games, you go in, you're rusty. Tom Brady's probably the only one in NFL history that can go in, walking off the street, you know, take off his sweatpants, put on his, you know, and go right out there with no warm-ups and throw for 375 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, and win 38-17. to 17. Guy's, guy's remarkable, okay? Um, my, my one concern is how do you – you know he's going to be rusty. How do, you, how do you handle that? That's my only trepidation is you bring him in. Now, Cleveland's a good team to bring him in against because they ain't that good. <laughs> so you, you almost yeah. want to say. Don't sleep on Cleveland. They're say, not. Yeah, but they're not. I mean, I don't sleep, you don't sleep on any NFL team. But if there's a game that you can say, okay, we might be able to make this work, where we know Tony's going to be a little rusty, there's about a handful of teams. Cleveland's one of them. So yeah, of any game on the schedule, I would agree with that one. Even though yes. Cleveland plays extremely hard, they don't just mail it in. They play extremely hard. They should have beaten Baltimore. They were up twenty to nothing and let that one get away. They should have beaten somebody else. I can't remember the score. They let that one get away too. But for any team on the schedule, I would agree with that one. Now, with your, yes. your, your trepidation, is is my primary reason as to why I would stick with that because of the fact that when Tony is one hundred percent ready to go, cleared, healthy, practicing. How many more games into the schedule are we, and how many more games can we take that chance of going to Romo and, and having that rust on there where Dak isn't rusty. He's been in there. So it's, it's a matter of you've got someone that's already going full tilt, and then now you have to worry about rust, and you don't know how that's going to affect you, if at all, because who knows, they may still win, even if he's rusty or not. But do you, are you willing to take that chance? That's really the yeah. question. If the answer is yes, then, yep. then okay. If the answer is yep. no, then, then then no, you're not. Yeah, I'm willing to take that risk. I, I, right now, I'm willing to take that risk. I'm willing to say that in about a quarter, quarter and a half, he's played through the rust. He's caught up to the game. He's a, he's a veteran. He's been in this league 12 years. He's been a starter for nine, ten years. Um, I'm willing to say I'm willing to take the risk. I, I, my concern wouldn't stop me. It's a legitimate concern. Um, but I'm more concerned about that wrecking any type of chemistry or momentum. Um, I'm not I'm not concerned with that at all. I I think I think it, you know anybody on that offense that um, would have any type of concern about that. And I don't think any of them would. The only one who might is Zeke because he barely played with Tony. So for him, it might be a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah, that'll last about three handoffs. <laughs> you know, and now you're in there with a, a future ring of, ring of honor player, and I don't know, I don't want to say Hall of Famer just yet, but you know, uh, it, it certainly it certainly you know the, the possibility in of the a Hall of Fame career. It's in the discussion with the numbers that he's put up, and you know, like the number two all time quarterback rated quarterback in the NFL. I know people right now are probably ready to throw bricks at me saying that Tony Romo could go to the Hall of Fame, but hey, I think he could. Um, season his career ain't over yet. I think he I think he could. Definitely gonna be in a Cowboy Ring of Honor. There's there's no doubt about that. He will be in the Ring of Honor. Um but yeah, I think I think when here's here's the other thing. It's my last point about this and then we'll we'll do a couple other things and then wrap up. But um I'm very impressed with Dak's poise as the face 
of the offense right now. Um, I like his interviews, unlike Cam Newton. I like um, he says all the right things. He, he recognizes at least, I mean, I don't know what's going on in his head and his heart, but ain't none of my business. But what he says publicly is, hey, I don't get involved in those decisions. I'm here to give the Cowboys a chance to win, and that's it. And um, if they bring Tony back, it's his team. That's great. If not, of course, I want to play, but I understand. Like, he says all the right things. The guy, is, is, he, he's got the right temperament. He even talked about, hey, you know, I'm not trying to get the ball to Dez. If, if I go through my progressions, and if Dez is open, I get him the ball. If not, I go to the next guy. I mean, the chutzpah to do that to, you know, Pro Bowl wide receiver, a diva like that. I loved it. Okay. Um, however, he's a rookie, right? Won some games, but he's a rookie. The leader of that offense is Tony Romo. The, the, the guy in the fourth quarter, I mean, Dak has done some things. I get it. But, man, come on, man. It's the fourth quarter. You're going up against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. It's 27-23, so a field goal ain't going to do it. Two minutes and 30 seconds to go and one timeout, and you got the ball at your 25-yard line. I'm sorry, bro. I want Tony there. I'm sorry. Everybody on that offense is going to want Tony there. Maybe. Minus maybe Zeke because he hasn't lived that with Tony yet. But once he lives that one with Tony, it's over, bro. That leadership, that, that I believe Dak will get to that. I, I think he, he's the future. He's the future. Mm-hmm. There's no well, doubt about that. that. I, there's no discussion that. there. No discussion. Just, the question is, is the future now or future a little later? That's really the only well, question. question. The question is when. The question is when. Right. But he is the right. future. Um, right. It's not but, if, it's but, when. No, I agree with that 100%. He's, he's already convinced me, you, and probably anybody out there who understands this game that he has earned the job of being Tony Romo's successor. The question is, is it now? Is it the end of the season? Is it the end of the next season? When is it? That's the question. But what I'm saying is, is there's a leadership part that you only can get with experience and having been through the battles that Tony has been through, having played with a punctured lung and, and all that stuff that Tony has done, you know, that there's, there's a level that he brings of having seen it all and been through it all that that don't have just yet. And as we go through this season and the games get tougher and you're playing the bears, I mean, I'm sorry, not the bears, the Steelers, and I don't have the schedule in front of me, but you know, you got to go, you got to play the Eagles again in Philly, you know, um, you got to play the giants again in New York, you know, um, you know, whoever else is on a the schedule there. I think um, you got to play uh, the Ravens, you know, when, when, you, when these games, when you're going down the stretch and you're getting, and, and people are seeing more film on Dak and they're throwing things at him, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. He might do just fine, but I know what Tony will do because Tony has been through all this before. And that leadership, that confidence of, yep, I've been here, yep. Don't worry about it. I got this. Done this before. Here's what we're going to do. Dak, Dak don't have that just yet. He'll get there. But I'm trying to win a Super Bowl this year. <laughs> I'm trying to win right now. And I think Tony gives the well, Cowboys the best chance to win a Super Bowl. And, and that might be the case. We really don't know what Dak has yet because he hasn't been placed in those situations. So 
we, we really don't know just yet. I mean, we've got two games against the Eagles, obviously. I, I'm looking at the schedule now. The Steelers are coming up in, in November. you got the Redskins coming up. you got the Vikings also. you got the Redskins. you got the Ravens. Actually, you got the Steelers, Ravens, Redskins, Vikings, and Giants all together. So depending upon how things stack up during that particular stretch is really going to be the telltale sign where this team is going to go. That, that's, that's going through the gauntlet right there. The Vikings and Giants are on the road. Steelers are on the road. So out of those, one, two, three, four, five, six, three at home, three on the road, I think I've got there. So, or three, three, uh, excuse me, one, two, three at on the road and two at home. So that's, that's going to be make or break. And we don't know if Tony's going to be involved in that. We don't know if he's going to be ready to go just yet. Don't know. Um, like I said, in the but, beginning, but, it's but a good my problem point, to have. though. But my point, you said we don't know what Dak's going to do. You're right. But we do know that Tony has seen all this before is my point. You know, we don't know. Zach could go in there and excel. Zach could implode. We don't know because it is an unknown because he hasn't experienced it yet. So we got to wait and see. But Tony has seen all this before. And my, my point from a leadership position is that he can go in there with that confidence, whether it's a game, whether it's a drive, whether it's a situation, and I think that will permeate throughout the team where Dak still has to figure it out. Nothing wrong with that. Tony been there. You know what I mean? He, he, you know, and, and, I, and so, like I said, I'm trying to win the Super Bowl this year. You know, I want to win it right now. I'm sick of I, it. 2016, man, we ain't won Super Bowl in 21 years. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. I want a Super Bowl now. I'm sick of the haters. Stephen A. Smith and his action and waiting to happen. And sick of it. Sick of it. Sick of it. I want a Super Bowl now. And right now, the pieces are in place. I think that can be agreed upon. If you look back at the 2014 team versus what this 2016 team looks like right now, I think it's safe to say the 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 places that the pieces are, are in place that we saw back in 2014 and because of some stupid catch rule we don't know what the true outcome would have been if that hadn't taken place I think the difference between this team and that 2014 team in my opinion I mean we'll, we'll take the quarterback position let's let's put it to the side for the time being I think the defense is playing much better than that 2014 team because that 2014 team, it showed the propensity to turn the ball over more, but it was also it didn't have to play as many snaps. It wasn't on the field as much. This team, I'm saying, this defense has been on the field a little bit more, played a little bit more snaps. So you would think field more playing more snaps. Well, eventually something's got to give, but nothing has. They haven't cracked yet. They haven't cracked. Now, say what you will about about the Bengals and about you know the, the, the red gun there of Andy Dalton. He's still a good quarterback. And you look what they did to him. So, and, and, and the Redskins, they look like they're a pretty decent team. The Giants, always, say what you will about Eli Manning. He, he can play like, like a, a blunder, and other times he can play like he's almost like Tom Brady. They've gone in there, and they, they could have won that game too. My point is this. If there's ever a chance to get to the Super Bowl, now is the time. And I agree. I've been waiting too. Right alongside you. I'm thirsty, hungry. Call it what you want. The offense is there. Special teams, uh, 
you're probably more and more intact with that than me. I'm still got a question on special teams. Seems to be probably on par, I'd say, with the 2014 team. But to me, it seems like the defense as a whole is a, is a bit better than that 2014 team. It is better, team. but it's, it's – it's it was better last year too, but it it got it didn't get the recognition because the offense was terrible because of all the quarterbacks. So it's right, better so than it the got last year. Team, but it was it was just as good last year as it is now. Um, it may be a touch better because I'm seeing a little bit more of a pass rush this year than I saw than I've seen last year. Uh, special teams has been status quo. Special teams is not they're not going to win any games. They're not going to lose any games. So. Yeah. They've been they've been status quo. Um, All right, that's what you know, I thought it, too. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right. Um, I wanted to give you a chance to talk a bit about. We're going to do a couple more topics because we did go. Uh, anybody out there that listened, I really didn't plan to take an hour to talk about it, but we got into it. And if you don't like it, then you know, um, hey, it is what it is. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll do a couple more topics and then we'll get out of here. But. Um, you had made a comment on Twitter about Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I kind of cracked up because don't nobody but you and I will understand. But you know, talking about giving him the "oh, just forget it" award, um, so you know, I had to crack up about that. Um, yeah, and, and nobody else you know will get that. One. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you actually brought that up because if you don't mind, can I, can I take like like two minutes for that one? Oh, absolutely. The floor is yours. Oh, oh okay. And the reason why I'm going there, you had put a Facebook post out about we have an angel in heaven, we call him dad, and it made me think about that even more so. And for the listeners, let me just give you all a little bit of an update, a story as to how the All Just Forget It Award has come about. It was back in about 1997. I was at home, dad was home, mom was at work. Mom calls in, asks dad to go find a piece of paper on the bed. Now, Terry and I, Commissioner T, and I, we know our dad doesn't run. He saunters. He's a smooth guy. He just saunters. So that's what he did going into the bedroom, looking for papers. And I'm not paying attention, but I'm listening. And the more flushing and rustling I hear of papers, the, the more I could feel him getting frustrated. And all that came to an apex of, oh, just forget it. And then he stormed out the room, stomped down the, the hallway, Got on the phone. I can't find what you're asking for. That's where all this came from. So from that point on, and and, and I'm gonna tell you, I cracked up. I had to go find the nearest pillow, put my face in it, cause I cracked up. And this is '97. I ain't forgot about that since. So from here on out, every week, I'm gonna have an odd just forget it award, and it's gonna be for folks where they're looking for something. I'm trying to help them find it. Quite frankly, I can't help them find it. And for this week. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets that award. Oh, just forget it. How are you going to be up in here, even if this is how you feel? How are you going to be up in here, turn the ball over, nine picks in two games, complaining about the coaches don't believe in me, the GM doesn't believe in me, the owner doesn't believe in me. You throw nine picks in two games. The rest of the team shouldn't believe in you. You are 33-year-old journeyman who happened to catch lightning in a bottle, and there's a reason why they weren't going to cough up the whole boatload of cash for in the offseason, because they realized they caught lightning in a bottle, too, and they were hoping to do the same thing at a reduced cost. You want to demand more money, miss all the training camp holding out, you come and you play halfway decent, then you hit a stretch, we just stink up the joint. Now you want to talk about 
they don't believe in me. Man, please, just get on the center. Now that uh, Gino's got the busted ACL, and I feel bad for him because he got socked in the jaw last year. He got a busted ACL this year. He just has zero luck. So hopefully he heals up and can find success somewhere else because it won't be in the green and white. But back to Fitzpatrick. I was hoping that you catch lightning in the bottle too because I had you on my fantasy team last year and picked you again this year. Go out there and do what you're supposed to do. Earn your money. Make it seem as though they're the ones getting the discount because right now it seems like they're the ones that are overpriced and paying you, period, point blank. Um, I have nothing to add. Yeah. I I have nothing to add. Um, You know, listen, you know what? I'm going to leave that right there. I think this was Jay's topic, and – I, I don't I don't really have anything to add to it, to be honest with you. I feel bad for Geno Smith too. Um I think Geno Smith is terrible. But I still feel bad for him. He's a good guy. Um I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a little bit better, but nothing to get excited about. Um and I think, you know, you 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 know, you go over to Chicago, you got Brian Hoyer who's okay and then he, you know, breaks something and now they bring him back Jay Cutler who you know, has all the talent in the world, but no leadership skills, you know. And, and so mm-hmm. while you listen to JB and I discuss our situation for an hour, um, we are in a, to me, the best situation because when you look at some of these other teams, I mean, the Steelers, Ben goes down, Landry Jones, and they lose to Miami. The Jets, you know, um, um, the Bears, um, you know, the Rams, you know, is it Jared Goff time finally? Case Keenum is no good. Jay's Super Bowl pick, the Jaguars. Um. You're funny, dude. You're real funny, dude. Uh, <laughs> you want to go there with this one, don't you? <laughs> you want to go to war with me? <laughs> you listen, man, I'm just going to say one thing about the Jags. You can say all you want about, well, Bradley should go, and I get that, and I agree with that. But when you made your prediction, he was the head coach. So you can't absolve your prediction because the coach now sucks, okay? Or as you would say, absolutely sucks, okay? Because you made your prediction while he was the head coach. And you said, look out for the Jaguars. And I will agree, on paper, there's some talent. Yeah. Yeah. And and I also said, if if they struggle, it's going to be because of that coach. It's going to be well, because but, of that coach because they did okay. everything that you can ask an organization to do in the off season, and you need to have a coach that can mold and gel that team together. I wasn't high on him when they uh, selected him to be the next head coach, and it's coming to fruition because you got offensive uh, skills, skill players on, on the offensive side. Bortles is regressing now. You have Hearns. You have um, – Robinson, you've got Chris Ivory coming in to try and push Yeldon. You win, and you've got the defense, on, as you said, on paper, a little bit more solidified, a little bit up to par, and now they're two and four. And, and put donuts against two California teams. But here's the thing, though. Where you and I disagreed is I, I, you're bringing in an unproven, untested head coach. And until he shows me something, that's exactly who he is. Because what have I said for years on the Madden voice? Quarterback and head coach. Okay? So yep. bring in an unproven, untested head coach. I'm not – I don't give a damn who you – I, I want to see. The, I want to see. And he's a guy no one really knew. 
So let's see what he's got. Well, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't got nothing. So it's not like, you know, we're sitting there and Mike Shanahan went in there and took over the team or Tom Coughlin went in there and took over the team. These are guys that have won a couple of Super Bowls. And you look at the talent and you say, okay, look out on the Jags now because look at the leadership they got. They got proven Super Bowl winner, you know what I mean? Or, you know, a guy that's been a top coordinator. Um, I'm talking about like a Dan Quinn level coordinator. And you put him mm-hmm. in there and you say, well, look at what Dan Quinn did. Um, Bradley's none of that. So that's why I'm like, no, I don't see it. Until Bradley shows me something, I don't see it. Well, we're at three or four years later. Now let's see what happens at the end of this season. I'd be shocked if the guy kept this job. I think we could pretty much all agree he's out of there. And let's see who they yeah. can get. I don't know unless he turns it job. around. That's just, unless it's a dramatic turnaround, yeah, he's, he's gone. But they, they've got pieces in place. They've got tons of pieces in place. And, and that's why I kept saying look out for them even last year because, and, and you might think I'm crazy, but there's some resemblance on how they built the team to how – Cowboys had built the team in the late 80s, early 90s. I don't think, you're crazy. I don't think, you're, cra- okay, I don't think you're crazy. Yeah, but it's I don't think Gabbert, you went, you I don't think Gabbert is a young Troy Aikman. No. But I don't think you're crazy you, on the philosophy. You no. I mean, you're talking about Gabbert or Bortles? Yeah. Okay. Bortles. Yeah. Bortles. Um, and, 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 yes, I am, and I'm glad you used the word philosophically because that's where I'm going. They, they made key free agent acquisitions. They drafted well, and they seem to be – placing these draft picks and free agency acquisitions in the proper areas where they have weaknesses. So just based on that, you look at it, you, you can't ignore what they're trying to do. Now, it just so happens, to your point, and, and I agree also, you got the coach that that's not really a head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. That's what he is. He is a defensive coordinator, just like when, when the 49ers hired Tom Sula. Wasn't he a uh, defensive coordinator before they hired him? Yep. Where is he now? Ain't no head coach no more. Uh, nope. Nope. Right. So that's what that's where I was going. If this team no, was going to you. struggle, it would go right to that head coach because at some point, when you're doing when you're making these kind of management decisions and you're getting the, these players, it's up to the coach to get these players in the right spot and coach them up, and he hasn't done that. I guess I guess what I would say, so that you're not coming across as K starish, um, <laughs> you know, when a when a head oh, coach Lord. gets promoted, give 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 him a little, you know, K star had Cam Newton in the Hall of Fame on his rookie season, okay, um, and I would just say my suggestion before you make the proclamations, because once you say it, you can't unsay it, is you know, let's just you know, okay, so uh, Bradley is out and they put in a, a guy, let's see who the guy is. And if happens. it's someone that's proven, right, if it's someone that's proven, then maybe it's safe to say, wow, this is what I really believe. If it's someone that's um, not proven, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out on a limb until they show me something. And I, I think that's well, where you at, and I did. Yeah. You went out on well, a limb. No, at, at, well, I went out on a limb, but it wasn't really much of a limb because of everything that they had been doing and the way the arrow was pointing. At this point, I wouldn't go that far because – We've already seen what the team is about under under um, Bradley's leadership. Can they shake whatever that is that he has on that team and they bring somebody else in is another question. Now, what I had said right. in the beginning of the season was to look out for them because of how they played last year. They played hard last year. They showed fight. They showed the ability to, to get in that game and, and be competitive week in and week out. 
And then with these acquisitions and, and, and draft picks, yeah, I never said they're going to be in the Super Bowl, so let's, let's, don't, don't put that on me. But I did say this team should be able to compete for a playoff position and possibly even compete for a division title. I did say that because that's what I saw. Now, and I said then, and I'm saying it again, head coach is going to be the deciding factor, and, and we're seeing it right now. We, we've seen it through six games, head coach. But let's be clear. When you first made your prediction, you didn't say that. You did come around afterwards and say, well, let's see what the head coach is able to do. And I told you all along from when you made your first prediction, you made your second prediction, and it made your most recent prediction. Nope, nope, and nope. Don't see it. And I, no, I, I, I always nope. said head coach. I always said no. head coach. I said no. if there's going to be – one fallback is going to be the coach. Because remember at the beginning of the season, you asked about coaches on the hot seat. And he was yeah, one of the names I said, said on the hot in seat. In the very That's beginning. When you, in the, no, you, you brought the Jaguars up like two seasons ago, Jay. It ain't the first time and you I mentioned told you the Jaguars. They, they're on the rise. It was this season. This season I had said, watch for the coach. Yes, in I agree with you. Yes, okay. This season. What I'm saying is you had already – you had already said, watch for the Jaguars previously with no caveat about the coach. It was this season that you then said, not sure, what, uh, not sure about this coach. The coach is a problem. Granted, but that, that ain't – I mean, they were 4-12 last year, and that was my point was, Jay, this team hasn't won more than four games underneath this coach. So, you know, I think last year the coach was an issue. The year before that, the coach was an issue. Like, the coach had been an issue because the team isn't very good as it's run now. So I never saw this team turning into anything, even with the talent on paper. And you know why I can say that? Because I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I watched the Dallas Cowboys under Wade Phillips go from 13-3 and to 8-8, eight and eight and even before that, what, 6-10? and 10? And, it, and, and, yep. and Wade Phillips was fired at, uh, I want to say, 1-6. He was fired. Okay. All, all, on paper, most talented team in the NFL. In the game, done. So that's why I'm like, yeah, no, I got to see I got to see it. And, yes, this year you did say, yeah, this coach, I give it to you for this year, but I was already there from the beginning. Is what I'm saying. That's why from the first time you brought it up, you know, and Train was like, you know, he was kind of with me. He was kind of like, yeah, Jay, I don't see it either. But you were like, well, just sit back and watch. And I'm like, mm, I don't see it's going to happen. So now, I guess what I'm saying is, let's see, this guy's going to get fired. It's, you know, unless they make like a freaking unbelievable turnaround <laughs> and win the rest of their games and win a division, um, um, he's going to get fired. And then let's see what mm -hmm. they, who they bring in. You know, and if they can yeah, go in and bring in that. a yeah, it's let's that see what they bring test. it. And that's, yeah. that's where I was going to add. The eyeball test was telling me this team has the, the chance to really propel themselves. But it seems like just based on the eyeball test, they've regressed from last year. They don't have the same fight that they had last year. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's cool. the, the most prominent difference that I see between these first six games and, and how they played last year. Because it seemed like every single game they were in it, they just couldn't finish it. There have been a couple yeah. of duds already this year. That yeah. we never saw last year. Yeah. Um, I got a friend of mine um, who was supposed to call in tonight, but she didn't. But she's a football fan. And so she just sent me a message. 
Um, she's one who believes in sticking with with, with Dak. She's not a Cowboy fan. Um, so she says, rushed him back last time, led to another injury. Conservatively, stick with Dak until the old guy is truly healed. Give him a game or two, and his age and health will lead back to Zach. She asked me to quote her. So she's saying, okay, fine, go ahead. I don't have any faith that he's going to stay healthy, and you'll have Dak back there anyway in a couple games. Now, to me, no, with all due yeah, respect, I'm, I'm, TJ, not, I'm not going there, but okay. But to me, that I, I you know, I don't have a lot of – that's not where I'm coming from because I'm not looking at – I'm not looking at Romo getting injured again as part of this equation. I know. Okay, Absolutely. so me, I know that. Yeah, I want him healthy, and then you put him in there. If he gets injured again, obviously you're going to go back to Dak. But I'm not putting him in there wishing that, and I, I don't wish injury right. on any NFL player. Um, and I'm not putting him in, here, in there thinking he will get injured. I really am. I got to tell everyone this that's listening, including you, JB, but I'm telling everybody out there this. Um, this is the biggest injury surprise to me because I know – I follow this team religiously 12 months out of the year, and I know what Romo did in the offseason to strengthen his core um, and to get ready for this season. And the one thing that people aren't given any consideration to is this is a guy who's played with a punctured lung, who's come back, uh, rebroke his collarbone. Then in the offseason, so he broke his collarbone last year. It healed up, came back broke his collarbone, they left him off injured reserve in case the Cowboys somehow made the playoffs and they could bring Romo back late in the playoffs. So they didn't put him on injured reserve until he was, until he was completely, uh, until the team was completely eliminated. And then they put him on injured reserve. Okay. So, I mean, so he was prepared to come back during the playoffs, assuming his collarbone had, had healed because the second injury wasn't as bad as the first. Okay. So even and so even after that, so it heals. So then he goes in in the off season, has a procedure done, has a plate inserted to help protect the collarbone from because this is now three collarbone breaks. Okay, so now he goes mm-hmm. in. He chooses this. He don't have to do this. He makes the choice to go and have surgery on the collarbone, have plate put in to protect it from breaking again. He works the entire off season on his core and his back. Gave up playing golf gave up playing basketball, and just focused on getting stronger. So no one outside of Tony probably in the team is more surprised at this injury than me because this guy did everything possible to come back. So he, to me, just on that alone has earned the right to get the starting job back. Just on that alone. Got to give the guy because he he has put everything on the line for this team. Everything everything and i just i'm a loyal person maybe that's not maybe that doesn't work in football maybe loyalty you know is is not part of football business but on a madden voice big t jb loyalty matters loyalty matters so um anyway all right um i think we've covered enough it's been a pretty cowboy heavy hour and a half i hope uh I hope uh, no one got turned off by that. We don't usually do that much cowboy, but hey, you know what? <laughs> we did. So you don't like it? Too bad. Um, <laughs> that's tune it. In We're not gonna, <laughs> yeah, tune in next week. We're not going to do game picks, par rankings. I mean, there's only two of us, but I will say it's pretty clear that the Cowboys are a top three team. 
everyone is saying yep. that. So I just want to I want to take a moment to enjoy the fact that uh, at this point, Patriots number one, and it's really a coin flip between Dallas and Minnesota at number two. Okay. Yep. Some I, people I agree put with Minnesota 100%. there. People put Dallas there. Uh, right now, because Dallas didn't play and Minnesota did, and they lost, I'd probably have to go with Dallas at number two. But here's the challenge. I have an unwritten rule that a team doesn't lose its position. Um, well, actually, the rule is if it's a t- – let me think for a minute. If, they were 5-0. and oh, They went to 5-1. and one. Dallas is 5-1. and one. They were 2. So now they come down. Yeah, so they come into the same record as Dallas. Dallas can't jump them because they came to the same record. So if we were doing official rankings, Minnesota would probably still be sitting at two, and Dallas would be at three. Okay. Yeah, that's a debatable one. Well, Dallas play. College basketball, college football, I mean, you got AP rankings and whatnot. You go, you're undefeated, and and you're in the first or second spot, you lose, you're going to drop. Oh, you're going to drop, but would you drop below a team that's already lost? Sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. Yeah. So oh, yeah. That's, you that's Ohio point. State was undefeated. They went from number two to number six. There's some teams in front of them that are that have a loss, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I, I, I would say college basketball is probably not the right example because I don't know no, that I believe football. in ranking. Oh, college football. I'm sorry because I don't know that I agree with their rankings. Um, to be honest with you, when I have followed it and watched it, I, I mean. Uh, record isn't, you know, they they do look at things like strength of schedule and things like that. You have teams that are that are ten and zero and playing a substandard conference and are, you know, substandard conference and they're ranked, you know, eighteenth. And you have a team that's eight and two and in the SEC and they're ranked, you know, fourteenth. Right. So, is that really the right example for what we're talking about here? We're talking about one league, one NFL. So. With that said, yeah, you didn't think I knew that, did you? Huh, back up. I know a little something about college football. Huh, that's about all I got, though. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule now. Louisville is the same record as Ohio State, but Louisville is fifth. Ohio State is sixth. And who did Louisville yeah, okay, lose I, to? Right. Now you done got me shit. You done open yeah, up Pandora's box there, boy. You done open right, up Pandora's You go ahead and box. handle that. But before you do that, give me some final words so we can get on out of here. Final words, it's always good to have it just be the brothers. Uh, obviously, no disrespect to Train or K-Star, but every once in a while just to have the you know, committee, voice of reason on the ones and twos together, it's always a good day. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed this. Hopefully you did as well. Oh, it's always a pleasure, man. It's, it's a pleasure, um, and it's good to know that in about three weeks or so you'll be home, and uh, we'll see. Maybe we can get a show in together when you're home. That would be great. And, um, yeah, so that was fun. So, um, yeah, so listen, uh, K-Star, we'll see you next week. Take care of your personal business. Dr. Train, you some bitch. We'll see you next week down there in Fiji. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Man, you know, jealous is a mismophism, man. But, hey, you know what? I ain't mad at you. Let me just end that one off and just say what I always say when something like that comes up. That's some bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then I'll give you this because I can. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? All right. 
So, hey, we're going to get on out of here. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank anybody who came over from the Facebook Live and came on over. If, you, if you're checking us out on the podcast, I hope we entertained you. Next Tuesday night, November 1st, we are at full strength. We should have Dr. Train and K-Star back with me and uh, JB. We'll do game picks again. We'll do um, uh, power rankings. And, hey, get ready. Sunday night, uh, up to this point, probably the game of the year. The Dallas Cowboys hosting the Philadelphia Eagles should be an awesome, awesome game. Check it out. Enjoy the games. For JB, the missing K-Star, the vacationing, um, the Dr. Train, thank you for tuning out. And remember, here on the Madden Voice, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Whoops. Wrong one. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, Good night, everybody.